What is it you want, Barry? What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Come with me if you want to live. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. The Force will be with you. Always. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to 20th Century Geek. I'm your regular host, Scott Weatherly, and I've got a friend back in from the cold. He's been a long time since you've been back on. We tried to have an episode a little while ago, but you were driving or doing something when you were recording, and it all went pear-shaped. We've got Mike Kennedy back in the uh, in 20th Century Towers. He's here with me in person. I am. Just uh, I thought, one more before I die. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> one more before you die. 47 now, so one, I mean one it's... One more round. Yeah. Yeah, was it, yeah, it was your birthday, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Well, day before yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, thanks, yeah. thanks for the car, by the way. That was, that was a yeah. generous review of this. Obviously, your podcasting is doing really well. Yes, that's yeah. well, that's it. It's, it's what pays the bills. It keeps it, us... Uh, it is. Yeah. And is it, is it proper gold? Is it proper gold? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, the, the wow. dildo is proper gold. It's, wow, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Well, I'll be riding that later, <laughs> so it's all good. Yeah, 18 carats. Um, Can I just mention for the listeners that uh, your dog has come in? And yes, uh, we're just going... being more fussed with the dog than we are about the podcast, really. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. She, she needs attention. She Hello, does. you gorgeous. It's interesting that this is, because it's say, the majority of the podcasts I've been doing for a long time mm. have all been zoomed or Skype yeah yeah that's or, right you know so this is actually it's quite nice to have someone back in uh, 20th century towers talking in person you are gorgeous you thank are you gorgeous. very much I pre- I appreciate can i stroke your dog now yes yeah. <laughs> okay go on i'm gonna send her it's gonna get down yet right so today we're gonna to be go. doing there's a, a new format i'm introducing we've been doing this for the last couple of episodes the first episode of the year was uh, I call it story time, and it's me and, and someone else looking at a short story, a genre short story from uh, uh, some point in the, in the 20th century. We did The Machine Stops, which is fantastic. Mm. And now we're doing uh, an episode. So every quarter I'll be doing this in a cycle. Yeah. And now we're going to do an episode called Then and Again. And it's about a movie and its remake. So this is uh, something that we trialled a long time ago, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So quarterly, so at least I see you four times a year then. Four times a year, <laughs> yeah, at least four. Woohoo! <laughs> That's um, more than last year. Yeah, I'm hoping. Break yeah. record. Yes. Or, or, or a, or a, My God. Uh, or a, like a at least. I'm like a proper friend. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? Um, so this one, though, we're doing something special. I gave it the choice. There's mm. a couple to choose from. Um, uh, but we've chosen, or you've chosen, which is a really good choice. Yeah, I didn't like... I, I was The two girls, one cup thing. You know, I just kind of like... I didn't know there was a remake of that. Yeah, I know. It was yeah. amazing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> you know... Um, yeah. One cup, no girls. It was probably, probably not as not as not as it was they quite boring, it, really. They took it in a different direction. They, it was more arty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fifteen minutes. I'm like, yeah. I'm not sure what happened. Yes. Yeah. Um, we're doing um, the Evil Dead from 1981, mm-hmm. and then its remake, um, Evil Dead 2013. Now we could say that we could do an Evil Dead Two because um, that very much covers the same story. But it's, I, I mm. do feel it's a, it's a sequel. It's, a, it's very much a sequel rather than a remake of the first one. Yeah, was was e- 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 Evil Dead Evil Dead Two is more of a let's let's film the same shit again but with more money. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's not a remake, is it? Because it's no, it expands it's, on the story. Sort of, 
it changes the ending and goes this the first film was good but it didn't really end like this but we're going to say it ended like this and then we're going to carry yeah, on the first first 10 minutes of evil dead is a recap of yeah. evil dead 2 is a recap of the last film yeah but only ash and um not cheryl, cheryl uh, linda linda yeah uh, ash and linda forgetting all that all of his friends were there yeah um and then introduces a new cat excuse me a new cast of people to basically feed the uh, the deadites mm. um and also, they're not called Deadites until the second one. That's true, yeah. <clears throat> um, and also, this is something else we'll pick up. We'll get, we'll get into it in a bit. I didn't realise watching this, the book's not even called the Necronomicon until the second one. Oh. It's called something else in the first one. Mm. It's called the Book of the Dead, but it's not called the Necronomicon, Book of the Dead. That's used in the second film. I think in the first one it's called Fifty Shades of Dead. Yeah. A, a, guide, a guide to necrophilia. I'm yeah, sure that's what yeah. it is, yeah. Yeah, Raimi was really thinking about different trilogies. He was, yeah, yeah very much. Um, but, you know, let's, 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 let's talk about the first one. Sam Raimi, 1981. Mm. Uh, I learned some else about this, but yeah, so Sam Raimi, 1981. This is very much a, an indie film. This is like a student film almost. Yeah. Um, he and his friends going up to a cabin and filming this. Um, but did you? I don't know. You may know this. It was based on a short. Well, not based on a short. He'd already made a short film. Yes. Uh, called Within the Woods, which he'd mm. done as, as part of his um, film school mm. kind of thing. And so this was an extension of that. <clears throat> but you, you know, so you're you're only a couple years older than me. But the um, when were you first? When were you first exposed to like the Evil Dead? Well, it was a, it was the first film, as I understand it, to be banned on the Video Nasties list. It was on that first batch. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It was the, the it was yeah, because yeah. of the scene in the woods, the rape scene in the woods, with the, yes. with the which which is what it is. It is a rape scene. It is rape by the trees. Because of that scene is what what started the spiral of the Video Nasties and the the campaign by Mary Whitehouse to you know get this filth removed. Mm. And also, it started a you know a bigger um, rolling stone of of uh, of uh, reclassification and it looking is. the way we classify things. So I think because of that, I remember um, seeing it first of all on Betamax, and I really? and, and I was allowed to pick. I liked horror films, and my mother used to let me watch horror films uh, at a very young age. And uh, we was at the local video store, and it, the cover was so sort of like, wow, that looks amazing. You know, just by the, the the front cover. Yeah, what was the what was the front cover that you saw? Because there's a couple of posters and front covers for this thing, isn't there? The um the front cover I saw was the um the the hand the the gravestone and the hand. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the lady coming out of the grave. Mm. Um, what was it? Or was it the? Uh, actually, no. I think it was the art one, the one with all the illustrations on it. Actually, yes, it was the art mm. one. I didn't see the the other one until because that's one I remember seeing first. Yeah, that pop like yeah, that, that, sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. That's the one I saw first of all, I believe. And it wasn't until I started collecting um, VHS mm. that I ended up getting a copy of the other one, which was a uh, the one with being grabbed, the VHS and yeah, the, yeah. The, and the hand coming up and the the, the hand coming out of the grave. Mm. So I was exposed to it because of uh, uh, the whole video nasty thing, and uh, the video shop down the road kind of ignored everything. <laughs> so, so you know, what do you want? Texas Chainsaw, Clockwork Orange. What do you want? Under, under the counter, not on the shelf, but under well, the yeah, counter. yeah. And you did, you know, you kind of like you did go into the video shops, and this is what's missing today, isn't it? Video shops, but you did go into video shop and they say, you know, have you got anything that banned? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've got this one. You can have this one. But it like cost you like two quid instead of one quid or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'd be able to take it home then and, and copy it and then go back. Oh yeah, thank you very much. You've got a copy of it. Yes, yeah. I rent it out to your mates for fifty p. Make some money. And that's it. You know, yeah. The easy way of copying things back in the day: put the tape over the bottom of the VHS. <laughs> So you could end any of your two VHSs running next to each other, yeah. and you record from one to the other. We'd all done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, um, but that—that that was my first exposure to it. It's on on Betamax. Did you, did you when you watched it that first, or when the, the, your early memories? Um, what was your response to it? Because <clears throat> you know we know. Well, my experience is slightly different because I pretended I went backwards. Like I worked through the trilogy backwards. Mm. The first one I saw was Army of Darkness. Okay. Uh, when it was first released on VHS uh, in the early 90s. Mm. And then I remember my dad going like, oh, well, actually, there's this one and this one. And so I saw them in reverse order. Mm. Um, and so it was odd because I'd watched this sort of like medieval comedy horror fantasy. And then this like zany, nutso, um, cabin in the woods horror you know, mm. this is this crazy, and then you watch the first one, and you're like, "Oh no, the first one's like a legit horror. Like they're really going for something." Mm. Um, but there's still those elements of Raimi. But what, what were your, was your response to it like when you first saw it? I think I think up to this point, I'd been watching Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing bite each other, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. and the Hammer House of Horror. You know, that's oh, my yeah. that was my my sort of like schooling into horror mm. was Hammer House of Horror, um, and then possibly. Um, I'm not sure if I got the dates right. Maybe Salem's Lot was around about the same time, something like that. The book or the TV series? The, the TV, the the the, the, the um, miniseries. The miniseries. Yeah, thing, about though, that time, sort of early eighties, yeah. And I remember sort of like seeing. I remember the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was about as well. So I knew that it was stuff like. But my I was my my horror influences then were quite tame in in comparison. Mm. So when I saw this for the first time, it was it was simply the case of. You know, I've never seen anything so barbaric and graphic as yeah. this because it is quite. And I want more. Like, yeah, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. How did they do that? And it was believable. You kind of looked at it, and you, and it almost felt like a demonic film. You're like, oh god, is this scary shit? You know, at the time, and I'm not sure if I was scared or thrilled. I'm not quite sure what that says about me, but it was kind of like this is hardcore shit. You yeah. Because in comparison to. To other things, Deadly Spawn, for instance, mm. was out there, and Alien Terror, all pretty lame. But then mm. you got this, this, this gore fest, which it is, and you just thought, "Wow, isn't I love gore?" And it made me love gore. It made me, it made me love special effects and and it's, things like it's, that. It's definitely that introduction. It's, it's the early period of like splatter gore films, isn't it? Mm. You know, um, you said there were there were those ones out there at this period, but mm. there were. They weren't particularly good films. No. Um, you know, even like, because I think around this time you you, you started to, oh, 80, I think it was, The like Last House on the Left. Mm. Um, it was more good. shock horror, wasn't yeah. it? That was, that was early. I mean, that's more Hostel-esque horror. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, uh, if you look at the the origins of Hostel, you've got to go back to Last House on the Left, oh, you know. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Well, even like Texas Chainsaw, you get that sort of that yeah. fear and that, that terror of, of the... Just the realism of, of yeah. horror that was, whereas this wasn't realistic. And that's the thing. It was so far detached. I mean, you got stuff like The Omen and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So we already had this British influx of, of, of satanic, demonic kind of evil presence. Yes. 
And but then this took it to a whole new level. It does. Well, you, you see, you mentioned the Omen and the Exorcist is a good example. Mm. Exorcist is seventy three, and um, you know this is nineteen eighty one, so it's sometime after. But the Exorcist, although like you know, it's got that I want to say gore element, but it's got that disfigurement element with with you know Reagan mm. face is all messed up and all you know. She uses the crucifix um, in, as a, t- a tool of pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Haven't we all? Yeah, we've tried. Mm. Uh, well, um, what always gets me about the Exorcist, though, is the fact that uh, she went on to be president. Yeah, yeah, that was quite good. First, yeah, mm. yeah. Well, yeah, act, yeah, of course. I just realised I was going to make an actor then, but yeah, Reagan was an actor. So, yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, but the thing is, like you said, that influence of the devil, like it is that escalation, isn't it? Because even like you watch the Exorcist, I love the Exorcist. Mm. It is more about underlying terror, the sort of you know what's happening to this innocent girl, and the sort of like the the guilt and then the work around the religion. This one is like, oh no no no, there is no conscience in this film. It's just five people trapped in a log cabin, and we're going to mess them up over a like a, a one night. Well, it's also the pace as well. If you think about someone like The Exorcist, The Exorcist is paced in a certain way. The pace of the film, mm. not a lot happens over a long period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and when it does happen, it's quite. It's quite this these flash moments of like oh my god oh my god mm. oh my god oh my god oh my god oh right it's over yeah whereas Evil Dead is just continuous from the moment it starts it starts right away through there's that undertone of chaos going right away through yeah. for eighty three minutes whatever that, it is that's such a really good point watching it this time you get there's a real sense of like foreboding throughout the entire film well, mm. at least because I was like. Oh, this is only typical. The first 15, 20 minutes is all set up. You know, it's going to be them getting to the cabin and unpacking, and there'll be, there'll be that couple of like get to know the character jokes and all that kind of stuff. And then you have the evening where he brings out the recorder. Hmm. But the first pick, the first um, shot of this film is a car in a swamp. Hmm. And so you're already going, like, oh, hang on. Like, I'd, I'd forgotten about that. I was like, oh, so this isn't the first time. Like someone else has, cl- someone else has clearly happened, mm. and then they see them driving past, and then they almost hit the truck, and then there's all this other stuff. And you're like, yeah, th- this film is telling you, like, you know, this is destined to be, you know, go wrong. And that that tone as well. Yeah, you know, from the beginning with the with the with the mist, you know that they're setting the tone. Excuse the, the, the yeah, pun, yeah. but it is setting the tone for the rest of the film. Yes. From the opening sequence, you know. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, and, it, and one of the things that's interesting, though, about... And this because it's early and it's a student film. Watching Ray... Or you, as you watch it, you can see that Raimi is experimenting with things. Mm. And some things do work better than others. Mm. I mean, one of the things that stuck with him throughout his entire career is that sort of like POV of the demon of the monster, you know. Where especially you know they get the and it'll the camera picks up and like swishes through the trees and through the undergrowth. Mm. That's fantastic. I, I love that effect. The close-ups of the eyes <laughs> clearly like it, it, it's it's going to pay off because there's a whole thing between Ash and Linda when he's trying to give her the necklace. That pays off for when Linda's allegedly dead. He's trying to bury her later on. Like they try and do the same thing, but this close-up of the eyes, I'm like. It works in a western with, like, you know, Sergio Leone and Clint Eastwood. Hmm. 
it looks really weird in this film. It stands out really badly. I think it's of the time, though, isn't it? I think that's yeah, that's the, the styling of, of filmmaking at the mm. time. I mean, you look at Hammer. Hammer uses a similar technique with, the, the, you know, look at Dracula's eyes before he's going to bite you. Mm. And he'd always be in, like a ninja, you know. With, yeah, the lighting the, the would light cast across just across, across his eyes. And you see that... Them, them yellow contact mm. so it was it, I think it was the styling I mean now nowadays you wouldn't necessarily get it I mean a good good example of it I suppose is it yeah, yeah the remake yeah. of it when he's in when he when he, he retracts back into the mm. sewer and you could just see his evil demonic eyes and I I think it has its place and I think back then it was overused a lot do, in, yeah. in horror films but you're guaranteed whatever horror film you watch from that time you're just going to have them at eye, least some, some eye shots yeah, yeah, but it, it just feels it just feel very heavy-handed in this. And again, like he's experimenting. I'll, you know, I'm, I'm going to let it slide. Mm. But one of the things I do think, the other thing I think is very successful in this film, which really sets you as a as a viewer on edge, is there's a lot of like up shots yeah. and a lot of down shots. Oh yeah, like the the first, there's a whole section in this film in the middle where nothing is shot straight on. Mm. Like you know, it's when the, it's when the um, um, cellar door opens. And oh, some well, great, great sequence! Great <laughs> yeah, sequence. it opens over a um, yeah. what's her name, Shelley's shoulder, and then the, you know. But from that moment, for like ten minutes, like every shot is either an up shot or a down shot, mm. and it's just, it clearly puts you on edge because you feel like you're in someone else's perspective, but you, you know something's going to happen, and that really works really really well. I think. I think the um, uh, the whole. Again, going back to the score, I mean, it's such it complements the film so well. I mean, that moment when they when they opens out, yeah. like, that, nah, 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 like oh my god, it's bare bones, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's only when it's needed because the foley in this film is really good as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was something I noticed this time. I was like, oh yeah, the the sound effects in this are actually like really well done. Some of the noises. Mm. Um, they go like you said, like, from creepy to just like loud bangs and stuff in your face, mm. <clears throat> and a lot because that's something they definitely kept for the second one. So you know, I, I just think there's some really the mu- like the music in particular is really well done. Mm. Um, so from a direction, probably it works. What about the cast? What are your thoughts on this young um, cast? It's it's in in retrospect, I suppose. I suppose if you look at. Um, modern day acting and the way that film I mean you look at the remake for instance you know um, very acted in a very different way mm-hmm. whereas the, this one is it's it's almost like it's played hammy it's almost like it's a th- theatrical stage production you know, that's, that, I'm glad you said that because that's what there's a couple of scenes and mm. I was like this feels like an amateur stage production yes and there's a few scenes where they're like well I've got to be in that position over there and so I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be very, th- not so much theatrical, but like purposeful in trying to get to that position because that's where the next scene starts. Or something. Yeah. And it feels very um, orchestrated. Like, you know, there's certain scenes where you go like, well, I need to be in this position for this bit. But then there's others, I think, that seem to be a lot more relaxed. Mm. <clears throat> and I, I don't, I don't know enough, but I get the feeling there's like scenes where they're like, oh, we're going to improv. We're just going to. Oh, there, there is, yeah. Yeah. There is. You can tell the improv and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I mean, a lot of the fight sequences as well, is very stage combat. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. really stage combat. You think, God, I learned that in drama school. I know exactly what you're doing there. You know, and, and stereotypical kind of like routines that they've gone into. But they work. 
because yeah. it it fits the film so well. It's it's like a you know a hand in a glove. It's that snug. It just really works quite well. It does. It, it does work. Um, and it's interesting, you know, watching this, and I know there's other reasons for it because I've obviously I've listened, you know, I've read Bruce Campbell's books and stuff. But mm. Like Bruce Campbell does stand out. Oh, absolutely! In yeah. this, in this, um, in this set set of cast, and he's definitely got like he's definitely got more charisma than the others. Mm. Um, so it's no it's no surprise that he went on beyond this. Um, but it's a, it's a weird setup. The, the two things that was like I was quite surprised by. And it's into when we get to the remake, we'll talk about that. But there's five people in this, um, and so the idea really, I think, is for the end, for there to be you know four versus one, that sort of hmm. <clears throat> the end point you're trying to get to. But you end up with two couples because you've got Ash and Linda, who's obviously replicated in the second film. But then you've also got Scott and Shelley, and those two are couples. Hmm. And then you've got Cheryl, who's Ash's sister. And just seems to be a sort of along for the ride, and yeah. no one's like, "This is really weird." Like she hasn't, she hasn't brought, brought a fella. What, she yeah, won a threesome or something. I'm not quite sure what's yeah, going on. There's a clear intent of why they're going to this cabin in the woods. Yeah. Like we're going for a fog fest, and you're like, yeah. right? Why have you brought your sister? This is it's weird. I I get it from a like a setup because yeah. there's a certain symmetry, symmetry they want to get, but then. They want to do that, then surely Cheryl should be the, the last girl, well, the I, final girl. But you get, the yeah. final, you get the final boy in Ash. Well, yeah, I think I think you I think you wanted someone who's a bit odd. You wanted an odd character. So you got the couples, yeah, yeah, yeah. which are you know these are normal couples. <laughs> da, 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 da. And then you want just wanted the odd the odd one, the odd one out. Well, she is, you and she is the odd one out. She and definitely plays that. Character. So you want the victim, don't you? And that's that's yeah. the thing. But I I yeah, it, it is a it is an odd setup. Yeah. I mean I, you know. If I was going on holiday, me and Ruth going on holiday, and then we had to bring. And by the way, I'm just bringing your sister along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what why, message why, does why? that send to you? You're yeah. like, I'm with these people, but uh, yeah, I'm bringing your sister along. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What are you expecting? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it just feels weird. Like, and she is the first victim. She is, but <clears throat> sorry, just to just just to, I'm probably skipping ahead a little bit. Yeah, go for it. But I think what we're picking up on now when it comes to this sister involvement, I think it was picked up by the remake. Oh yeah, the remake addresses it. And 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 go and addresses issues such as that whereas the first one has got a little bit sort of like what 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 the fuck moments. Well, you yeah. know, and uh, and I think that's a good thing. So <laughs> when we come to that, we'll obviously yeah, yeah. yeah. I always think part of it is like Sam Raimi was like, well I have these five friends. <laughs> yeah. And I have parts for them all, so we'll put them all in. Yeah. I can afford to kill five people. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, who do I know? So the other thing is, we go, like, say, the first, in this one, uh, they go into the basement, or the cellar, and they find the recorder, and the dagger, and the shotgun, and all the bits and pieces. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's funny when you watch these films, because you see this thing, and you and I may be different to, to normal or most people, um, but, like, you know, most people are like, you know, all right, this is weird. There's a shotgun down there and this dagger and stuff like you know, mm. this probably isn't a good thing. Let's leave it alone. I think you and I, because people would watch this and go, "That's not, that's not very believable, is it?" Bring it all up. I'd be like, "No, that's totally believable." Yeah, so if was. anything, I so have, would. I'd have had it in the back of the car yeah. already. But I'm taking this regardless. Yep. Um, and this dagger is awesome, right? It's coming out with me. Um, <clears throat> so it, it, I'm watching it going like, "Yeah, it's totally what I'd do." Like I'd totally be like, you know, 
I'll be like, no, I've got to see what's on this tape. I want to hear it. It's amazing. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, you do get this sort of the tape playing. But she, oh, Cheryl has a response to it. And this is sort of, again, one of those, it sort of has to escalate the plot. But she has like a real visceral response to the recording. And I had to rewind. I was like, is there any reason why she has like a specific response to that tape? I couldn't really find one other than like at some point it looks like she's possessed like she draws the book doesn't she mm. um, but yeah it's just sort of like a, but that's after that's after the uh, that's after they go in the, the, the tapes played she gets possessed I think it? so yeah because then she gets finally possessed so yeah it's, there's, there's little moments like that that feel a bit like amateurish but it mm. is it is at this point still amateur um, but once she is and she sort of goes out the house and obviously that's when the tree rape um, happens like mm. Groot has his way with her. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I am Groot. Yeah, now yeah. you're a rapist. Yeah. <laughs> you are Groot. Um, it, it... We are Groot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, suck my root. No, no. Yeah. That's probably where Baby Groot comes from, <laughs> isn't it? Really? Yeah. yeah. It is a weird scene because it, it's it's well, it's quite well done and it is horrific. Like it is horrifying mm. to watch. Um, and it doesn't glamorise it at all. It's not like you know, there's no titillation in it. Um, oh no, it's it's bar- it's, it's a barbaric. It's it's showing rape on uh, on a different level to the uh, last house on the left. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a, a different kind of. It's it's this is this is acceptable because this is a there's a living object, but it's not a human being. So then, it's it's acceptable. Yeah, it's, mis- it's mystical, isn't it? Sort yeah. of like supernatural. So the woods are alive, <clears throat> so they're, they're they're fucked because they're surrounded yeah. by the woods. And I think that's the message she's trying to convey there. That you know, even if you try to escape, we'll still get you because the woods are still there. Yes. You know. It, and that's it, like you say. It's it's yeah. Now ne- you know. First thing, oh, nature has turned on them because mm. when they record as well, the the tree comes through the window and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I do like the way it creates this isolation. Um, but that's sort of the start because then they try to leave, they try to drive away, and the bridge is um, gone, mm. um, all curled up, which is a great shot. All the all the, all the steel has been all curled and, up, and in the shape of a of a, of a <laughs> claw hand. or a big yeah, hand, yeah. you know, sort of like again that symbolisation, isn't it, that, that they have for in the film, which I think you're is in the palm of his hand, like you yeah. are there, yeah. Um, and then it's sort of it, you know, um, the next sort of key scene. <clears throat> which really sort of like you know is with is um they're playing the cards she's doing this and this is again oh, a weird great. one they're, do, they're doing the card mm-hmm. trick and she's like holding up a card and you know uh, it's like shelly's holding them up and linda's guessing and she's getting them all wrong Ace but her friends are like, yeah but like jack her friends, of diamond, jack of clubs yeah, yeah and then she <sighs> turns and then um, right, you just run out number well, there's one there that says like, she does a really good job of this mm. like, that, i can see why they obviously brought her for this Great, yeah. The other thing I was really impressed with because I'm watching this on Blu ray, so it's on the big TV, it's in high def. And I was like, Oh, I remember the, I remember the makeup looking really shoddy. Mm. This is one of those films that benefits from being seen on VHS. Mm. Uh, but actually, although you can sort of see the seams on bits and pieces, I kind of like what they've done. Mm. I think it's really effective, it's subtle. Some of it is. You Some know. of it on the face and stuff. Yeah. There's, there's some quite sort of the hand. They've got stuff covering the back of the hands and trying to make yeah. that. But um, 
I think it looks pretty good. I think the, I think honestly think the special effects and the makeup in it, so what they oh. what the budget they have is actually really good, really well, um, you know, utilized. Hmm. Um, but the makeup in that scene, because um, it results in one of the. There are certain scenes in films that maybe just go. Hmm. I can't face it, and this has got one of them in. Oh, the pencil. The pencil in the in the ankle. Jeez, mm. even thinking about it, the moment. I, I, and I she twists it, yeah. which of course is edited out of the uh, the edited version of it. But if you see the uncut version, she puts it in. And then she twists. And then it. she twists. Yeah. It round and that's in a what I was watching. Is. Love it. And again, this comes down to the foley again because mm. they add in like a crunching noise when they do yeah. it. It's like it, it it makes my skin crawl mm. when I watch that scene. Really makes me feel like it just it's, um, but that's how effective it is. You know, it's it's mm. really well done. It really makes me sort of just go. Uh, I can't. That's a great scene. Yeah, yeah. It's a great scene. I I think that entire sequence is just terrifying because the way the voice changes and everything, and the way in which she she's there and she's cocking her mm. head and stuff, and I and she's floating and she's got hands like this. It's just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean that's the moment, and probably about what half an hour, forty minutes into, you know, quite. In, but that's the moment when you're like, oh, shit got real. Like yeah, this has yeah, gone yeah. to the next level. Mm. And that, as you were saying, like the pace up until that point has been pretty fast. Like this is it's only a short film. It's like sh- just shy of ninety minutes. Mm. But then, like you say, up until that point, like it's still going a bit of pace. Stuff has happened, but then the moment that happens, like it don't stop. Yeah, it's full on. It gets pretty full on then. Um, and pretty relentless, and uh, you get all the possessions and the killings and, and um, all those bits and pieces. Mm. And it's the the third act of this film is is really well done. Mm. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on sort of the way it sort of escalates that sort of? I think, to be honest with you, it, uh, uh, to me, it's 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 that that slow, slow but gr- uh, slow but steady build up. Mm. From the beginning of the film, I think I think the pace is really good on this film. It is, yeah, yeah. Because it draws you in from the beginning, from the first sequence when you see that shot of the car, yeah, yeah. Uh, from above. I mean, that's a breathtaking shot, mm-hmm. you know. And do they rotate it? Not, not the beginning. Not no, the beginning. No, no, okay. Until it comes later. I mean, that's just wow, mm. absolutely wow. And 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 you know, you you're starting off. This isn't a typical. This is not going to be a, your average horror film. This is going no. to be something special, and and the the whole. The, the, again, I keep going on about the score. I think out of all the films I've seen in my life, this the score on this film is phenomenal, and I've used I've sampled bits mm. of it to, to use for events that I've designed and Halloween attractions. I've even used some of the, the the noises from this film, you know, because it's just brilliant. And 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 I think that you know it takes you on a on a, on a roller coaster ride, but there's no downs. It's yeah, all up. Yeah, so yeah. it takes you up, 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 and it stays at that level. Yeah. And I mean, even even at the end, you know, you, when you when you kind of plateau in, it's kind of like, okay, you plateau for a bit, and it just goes, oh no, fuck you, yeah. oh, never yeah. it, you know. I loved it. I thought it was. I I I can't. I can't. It's it is my favorite horror film of all time, mm. hands down. It's a milestone film. Mm. I mean, you know, like you say, I think, I, I honestly think Evil Dead 2 is a better, f- no, it's a better film. It's more fun. Like, I have a lot more yeah. fun with Evil Dead 2, but that's because of its zaniness and, and you know, 
um, the whole thing, like, you know, uh, chainsaw arm and all this other stuff. Like, Yeah. <clears throat> but I, that's the Ash Williams we've begun to, we've begun to know and love. That's, yes. that's, that's, that's comedy Bruce Campbell. That's starting a franchise, that is, you know. But um, I, I, I do like Evil Dead too. Mm-hmm. Great fan of the film and everything else. To me, Evil Dead, the first Evil Dead is good. And it's, it's good for so many levels because um, it's my favourite other series because it's it was done on a budget yeah it it was it was a it was not a professional production no, no. but was produced at a level that that is just phenomenal you know for for amateur filmmakers which is what um, they were, amateur actors which is what they are they they did really well i mean can you imagine because this was released at like can and, and all that kind of stuff yeah if you're sat there and you're going like, oh god, this is some you know, this is a an indie film, it's an indie horror film in the early eighties, the budget was minuscule, like you're probably going walking into this and going like, all right, well I've got to see it because it's on my slate of films, mm. but you know, not my my expectations are probably pretty low. This film must have blown some people away. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, I you know, I was making like short horror films, mm. not to this standard. Yeah. And I mean, and, and we're talking in you know, later in life. It's yeah. way after Evil Dead. But even that time, you know, I was just nowhere near this level. So so this kind of intricate, kind of like, even thinking about the effects, the use of clay. The claymation. Yeah, the yeah claymation is fantastic. You know, I, I do really, that's what I was going to say, the special effects. Mm. The ending of this film, when, like you say, Ash is the only one left and he's all messed up and he's trying to take on the, the other possessed um, people in the, you know, in the in the cabin... Yeah, and when he get he burns the um, the book, yeah. gets thrown in the fire, and then like I say, just that that it's really well done. Mm. Like it, it looks like it looks a little Play-Doh-ish, mm. but it's done really well. Like it's done well, gross. Mean, like it looks. Yeah, at the time, I think it was it's quite. Oh it's not CGI. Yeah, to do at, it on the budget they had. Look at Clash of the Titans. Yeah, mm. look at the, uh, the 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 special effects there. I would say Clash of Titans being a big budget film, right? With Ray Harryhausen yeah, doing it. Absolutely. I think I and you know, it's, it's, it's kind of creature special effects. I would say Evil Dead on the lower budget mm. did a better job of special effects representation than, than Clash of the Titans. Uh controversial probably, but still that's what I think. It's a hot take. I'd say that, that, you know, when you see it, there's some bits that look better than others. Mm. I think the one I like better um, is um, there's a there's, there's a couple of special effects I just find really charming and I really like, and it, the one is is when Scott um, his mate is fully done and he he's being burnt and his face all peels back and the skull comes down. And yeah, yeah. All that whole sequence and then it hits the floor and it shatters and then it dissolves and you got the goo coming out of his hands and stuff. Mm. All that is wicked. Like it's really well done. It looks weird. It's it's gross. It looks horrifying. Then there's a couple of other things. I think with the, um, it must be the Shelley or Linda, the other one. When that one happens, it looks a little bit. There's a couple of bits of that where I'm like, that looks like they've rushed it like really badly. Mm. Um, and the only the only other time where I think there's a, I don't want to say laughable because it's not laughable, but there's a special effect in this that. It makes me think more of two. Mm. That that zany weirdness of two is the first time they put Cheryl, possessed Cheryl, down the basement or into the cellar 
and she's sort of coming up and Scott's hitting her in the face with the shotgun and they clearly didn't want to be hitting a real person in the face with a shotgun. So they've, oh, got, yeah, the, the, they've the, got like a dummy. The mannequin head. <laughs> they've got like a, a mannequin head bobbing up and down yeah. and they've got someone going, uh, 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 and it's sort of like, the mouth's not moving, it, the, the shadow's catching it kind of wrong. It yeah. looks like a mannequin head. Um, it, it doesn't look great and it makes me chuckle. But that doesn't take away from no. the rest of the film. Saying, saying that, we took a, go back to it again. That mm. first shot in the uh, in the sewers of him, which is terrifying in the remake of it, uh, which I think is a great film. To be honest, mm. the first one is anyway. And um, you, you, if you look at that and you look at the, the that thing, there is influences in lots of films. Yeah. I mean, that shot shot of the the light through. Look at her face. Look at her face, and then you see her face with the light shining through the trap door. It's just brilliant. I mean, cinematography is just amazing. Isn't it? There are moments like that. That's a really good point because they've, they've, they sort of um, redeem themselves for the silly head, like the mannequin head. Because mm. there is a bit with the, the um, cellar door, slot, the slightly, sort of, what do you call it? Trap door is slightly open, the light's coming through, and she's yeah. chuckling because something else has happened, and you see her sort of sinking back down into the cellar. Mm. And that is proper creepy, and that's really yeah, that's well really done. That's really good, well done, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but you're right about the legacy as well. Like this one, it's, you know, it's you watch this, and again, you know, you say it had it was a massive impact over here with the video nasties. Um, it was banned, you mm. know, for a long, long time. Um, first film to be banned. First yeah. film to be banned. And then set the set the trend for all the others. Well, yeah, no, fair. The Exorcist had already been banned, but that was for a different. No, purpose. the Exorcist wasn't. The Exorcist, Exorcist was withdrawn and not banned. Oh, of course. Yeah, okay. so so it was withdrawn, but not but not banned. It was never on. It was on the video nasties list, but it was never on the. Yeah, because it was broadcast the, in cinemas, but it was never. Yeah. Never got released on VHS until and, the nineties, was it? Yeah, and they they said that they will never release it. They'll yeah. never release it, and then they've changed their mind because of that. We'll give you a shitload of money then. Oh, all right, then you can have it. Uh, you want, so, you, you so, want money? I've got an extended edition yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> Same as Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange yeah, was, yeah. was withdrawn. It wasn't banned. Yes, I know that one was withdrawn. You know, so yeah, yeah. Exorcist, I think... I might be wrong, but I think I'm sure Exorcist was just withdrawn because it was a Certificate X. It was. Yeah, and I think it was just, yeah. just withdrawn, whether stuff like Evil Dead, The Burning, you know, that kind all of a kind of a Holocaust, yeah. kind of a Ferox... It was all that was banned, yeah. and, you know, and but uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting off the point. Somewhat, no, 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 but, it's good. no but, that's the point. Yeah, but it does. It has its legacy, doesn't it? What Are was you, what was sorry? What was Friday the Thirteenth? What year was that? Was that eighty one? Eighty. I was the eighty. First, the first one. Yeah. See, you, you, see, to me, that's a terrible film. I hate it. I hate it because the first one. The first one, yeah, because I I just no. I like the story. I just don't like the film. Mm. I just don't like the film. I think the film is not what it needs to be. But then you you get something like Evil Dead. Yeah. And Evil Dead reinvented what horror was about. Because at that time, there is nothing out there that's like Evil Dead. No, it's what I'm saying. It's, it's, this, it's this thing of like... Open the doors for like splatter gore films, mm. like splatter films, because it was happening in books. This is the interesting thing, and this is one of the things I, you know, I, I think these films you get things as um, Philip K. Dick has this idea called the trash stratum, which is like the next level of things is going to actually happen where you least expect it. Like someone always, somewhere you never expect is dabbling with these ideas, and it happens in films all the time, like with horror, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre comes out out of nowhere. 
Mm. You know, as again, as an indie film, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Like, you know, it's the most terrifying film ever. And it's Saw. Saw, yeah, Saw, the Blair Witch Project, yeah. Saw. These indie films come out of nowhere, and all of a sudden they launch this next stage yeah. of of the genre. And I, yeah, I agree. I think I think the Evil Dead definitely did that because mm. um, you'd already had the paperback uh, boom, which was the late seventies into the eighties. And so these kinds, of, that's this story, as in sort of like you know the cabin in the woods and sort of was sort of being told in these super gory uh, paperbacks. You know, what's your favourite? What's your... Um, I, I think people like Sean Houston, even early James Herbert. No, but, Richard Lehman. But Richard Lehman yeah. does it, you know. Um, some of his, it leans into this sort of territory. Well, um, Richard Lehman was, was horror porn. Exactly, you totally. Know, yeah. You know, people, people were touching each other's boobs, the, you know. It's like it'd be like, and her nipple was caressed, and he licked yeah. her nipple one more time. Twelve pages of that, and then yeah, like, and there was some, and then she like, got a knife in her head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah. and her head came off like a cucumber. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but there we go. Yeah, the yeah. actual act of the the, the violence, but it's the description in it. Yeah, it? yeah. And we do that. There are those moments, and um, that so that sort of transition to film, and I think, like I say, Evil Dead sort of like kicks it off because again, you're right. If you watch, in fact, actually, let's take. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth is a good example. Yeah. Or even Halloween, but like Friday the Thirteenth, the Friday that you watch the first one, it's got some gore in it, mm. and some you know some good kills and stuff in that. You know Kevin Bacon gets an arrow through his throat from mm. uh, underneath the bed and some other good bits. But following Evil Dead, like after eighty one, everyone's like, oh the gore can be upped. Oh okay, yeah. now you're gonna get a knife in the face. So this is the level. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and they did. It set the gold marks. I mean, uh, and 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 um, you think of um, think of the influences this had. You know, so so I would say um, Peter Jackson's Bad Taste. Totally. You yeah. Know, brain yeah. Brain Dead. You yeah. know, uh, Peter Jackson's Brain Dead. Meet the Feebles as well. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've well, got, just Peter Jackson's early career. Oh, clearly absolutely. influenced oh, by Brain Evil Dead. Um, you got Cab- Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Of course, totally, which is yeah. all that, which is a fantastic film in its own right. Absolutely love that film. Cabin Fever. I was going to say Cabin Fever, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, you've got, um, in, in a manner of speaking, I suppose, Wrong Turn is, is probably yeah, influenced by yeah, it. You do get this sort of, because Wrong Turn is a cross between Hills of Eyes, the Hills and, of Evil Eyes and Evil Dead and Deliverance and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And funny enough, this film references, because this is where the, there's, a, there's an ongoing... Hills of Eyes poster down there. There's a Hills of Eyes poster, which yeah. is then, uh, was then responded to by Wes Craven with uh, the Evil Dead playing... On the television, yeah, in uh, thingy, which is then responded to by in Evil Dead Two. There's a Freddy Krueger glove hanging in the fruit. Yes, cellar. that's right. Yeah. So I love, I love that. I think it's a great little, you know, it nod to each other. Yeah. respect. It is totally. Mm. But you, you know, you said these. We talk about two directors, Sam Raimi, Wes Craven. You know, those films you've all mentioned. The, the, like you say, Craven comes from the same thing. The Hills of Eyes is, is a similar thing that comes out of nowhere. You know, he did, he did mm. Less House on the Left, and then so in this period, you're getting these this wave of new directors coming through, like, you know, Toby Hooper, Wes Craven, Sam Raimi. And then it happens again in the nineties. You know, like you say, you get sore and, and Eli um, Roth, and Eli Roth it, coming know. through with some of his stuff. Like, yeah, like that's what happens with horror. Like you, you know, people go, Oh, it's, it's all done. It's, it's all played out. And then all of a sudden someone comes like, hold my beer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to do something completely yeah. different. It evolves. It does. It does evolve. And you know, the, the next guy, I mean, you you've got the torture porn of Hostel. You've got yeah. the you've got then the you know what do we go from there? Okay, well Saw, Saw isn't torture porn. No, Saw is Saw is horrible ways to kill people. It's a, it is it is the you know 
a hundred more horrible ways to die, basically. Yeah, it's, a techni- it's a technical slasher because it's yeah. you know. But the thing is, well, there's an interconnectivity in the narrative, that not Because it's all like through flashbacks and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, and I suppose more recently, you know, obviously we've got screams. The new screams come out, but you've also got. Uh, I'm not a fan of the word elevated horror, but you've now got this new thing where they've gone. Okay, well, we're going to try and do something a bit more literate. You know, you get like uh, Hereditary and the A24 films, like you know Midsummer and those sort of things. Mm. It's almost like, yeah, we've never really done this before. Let's try this. And you mm. go, all right, cool. Like that's the you know, there's a rejuvenation of it and that sort of thing. So I don't think horror will ever die in that respect. And hopefully, you'll always get people like Sam Raimi coming through. And you go like, yeah, this director's done something. Like James Wan is another one. Mm. You know, I thought he's clearly direct uh, influenced by. Um, Sam Raimi and these early guys. Like yes. If you, if you, the last year, like Malignant was ace. Mm. I loved Malignant. I thought it was fantastic. Like the, the that like the last act in that, and the reveal. I was like, oh yeah, like you totally, <laughs> you were raised on these films. No, like no spoilers. Us. No spoilers. No, no, no. But like you were yeah. raised on the same films as us. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Anyway, so that's any final thoughts on eighty one. Uh, Evil. I, I think it's one of the greatest horror films ever made. Yeah, it's up there. It's yeah. definitely. I. I, I I've watched it more times than I than I than I've seen my children. <laughs> so there we go. Four. Well, that's amazing. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Four. I got four kids. Yeah. Oh my god! When did this happen? Um, so let's jump forward then to 2013. We've gone through right. the others. So by this point, even Evil Dead Two, Evil Dead uh, Army of Darkness, there's been some games. There's some great games. Yeah. Um, yes, there has been. And by this point, we hadn't had Ash versus Evil Dead. That came up to him later, like 2015. So there was this. They did. I remember this being announced. Yes. In about 2012, I think 2011, it may have been announced. And I remember my anger. I remember being annoyed by this as well. Mm. Like, this cannot stand. Like, and, you know, and I was like, this is going to be rubbish. It's like someone saying, "We're going to make a uh, remake of It's a Wonderful Life." Yeah. But we're going to have John Cena as the as the role. And you're like, what? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know, why are you even touching it? It doesn't need to be touched. You know. Is Bruce Campbell in it? Not interested. Yeah. You well, know. that was. The, I remember that being the response. Mm. Like, oh, so what is this? Is it a reboot? Is it a reimagining? Whatever. No, oh, no, it's a straight up remake. Like, we're taking the concept of the first film and we're going to remake it. And the director, I've got his name, is uh, Fede um, Alvarez. Um, good name. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah. It basically takes the same, just take the same premise. Hmm. Just a quick overview of the plot is that it's Mia, um, uh, and she's a, a drug addict. She's, she's her mother has died, and it drove her to drugs, and her brother sort of basically sort of abandoned her. But now they're going to make her go cold turkey in this cabin. Some of her friends, and hmm. then they're going to stay there and sort of thing. And then whilst there, well, this is the way that nothing really tr- they're just them being there triggers. This demon. Yeah, you got that, that. You got that. That that kind of like pre pre film though, haven't you? That, the, that, yeah, there's the opening section where the the girl is put into the basement and tied up by her dad with barbed and burnt. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, baby. It shoots her in the head with a double barrel shot. Yeah. And then nothing else is mentioned about her again, really. Well, she she's the demon at the end of the film. Yeah. But but, the, but you have to sort of guess that you have to go. Yeah. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. It's not entirely clear at that point. It doesn't really add anything to it. A demon's a demon at the end of the day, no. you know. And uh, I, I don't think that's. I think it was a really good, strong opening, though, for a film. Oh, I had to double check. I'm watching it, and I was like, because I actually re- rented it so I could watch it on the tablet. Yeah. And I was watching it, and the first few seconds, I was like, 
Have I rented the wrong film? I can't remember this mm. at the beginning. I had to flip forward and I was like, oh, it is. And I went back and watched it. But the the, the the opening is actually pretty... It's a punch in the face. Yeah. It's a sort of like, don't worry. This is the level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. D- don't worry. It's going to be that film as well. Yeah. Um, and this film does have another one of those scenes where I go, oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I can think of what this is, yes. Yeah. But the, the, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Because, again, like, this film has this setup, And this film also goes at a hell of a pace. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's full on, isn't it? Uh, yeah, because this film, um, as you say, it answers some of the questions, I think, that, that sort of get raised from the first one. Like, why has Ash brought his sister? <laughs> like, yeah. In this one, the sister, uh, Mia, is the main character. But for the, sort of, for the most sort part. Sort of, yeah. But uh, but is a is a drug addict and yeah. she's there to recover and they're all there to support her yeah. through the while having copious amounts of sex yeah and, you know it's it, the thing with this film is like I say she's I like the way this sort of the, she's going cold turkey yeah and her going cold turkey sort of allows the the the, the triggering event in this again the tree rape is in it but the tree rape has a purpose mm. in this film. So she's, well, she's sort of, you know, um, going cold turkey. She's hot, she's cold, she's sick, she's feeling really ill. She runs out into the woods whilst it's raining and then she's attacked by the trees. And it's, it's a, again, it's a really horrific scene. But then this thing sort of like, it's not just a branch, like this demon girl thing appears and sicks up this thing and it crawls up inside her. So the rape is like a reverse birth. It's an invasion. But that the difference in this scene and the last, and the last film is there's a moment, and you need to watch it again if you can, mm. this moment, when the tree goes up, there's a silence, and then yeah, a yeah. scream. And that's just like, oh. Oh, man. I know what you mean. Like, yeah. She takes a breath, doesn't she? She's like, cause she's like it's it's a, a PTSD kind of moment. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that's like, and then she, yeah, it breaks her. Mm. Um, no, I know what you mean. Um, and then, yeah, she starts screaming and runs back. And from that point on, that's I say when it escalates because yeah. then like, there's all the windows get blown out, and then they all start to get possessed, and like there's more blood in this film. Seventy thousand gallons of blood, fake blood, were used for this film. Brilliant. But this film does have one of those moments. It's got a couple of really gross moments, but when I don't know if it's Mia that does it, it can't be. It must be the other girl that does it. Maybe the nurse, uh, Olivia. She licks that blade. <laughs> cuts the tongue in half. Yeah, cuts the tongue in half, yes. Oh my God, that thing bothers me. That was in the trailer. Yeah. And I, honestly, I watched the trailer and I was like, I don't think I can watch this film. <laughs> I can't What I can't do it. Um, I'm glad I did. But uh, yeah, that, that bothers me like so, so much. Yeah, it's, it's a sequence. But I mean, one of the best sequences I've seen in a horror film in a long time also happens is when she's, she's in the water. And she and that 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 fantastic jump scare where it comes out of the mud, yeah, you know, and it's just like that is brilliant. You don't see that coming, no. And it comes up that you don't care how strong you are. That's a jump scare. That's a great. I'm not a big fan of jump scares, but that's a great, great jump scare. The, yeah, if you're overusing jump scares, then you're in trouble. I would say the better sort of thing is, like, say, when you don't use them, and then you do use them because you know. Oh, this is something else, and then it punches you in the face with the jump scare, and yeah. it really does do that. I think there's some excellent moments. I'm, like I say, there's a couple of moments in this film. Um, 
like you say, you know, well, the, the thing is, this film keeps pulling the rug as well, hmm. the, the remake, which is, I think is really cool. Um, like you say, she gets possessed, and so you think, oh, she's going to be like the Cheryl character, like, you know, she's going to be... Uh, and she does end up being locked in the basement. Yeah, she does, yeah. You For a long okay. period of time. And she's proper creepy when she's got a little face like yeah. poking out and stuff. But then when like the Olivia character gets... Uh, is she called Olivia? Yeah, Olivia, the, uh, Jessica Lucas plays Olivia. She's the nurse that's there to look after when she gets possessed. And her boyfriend's like... He, she attacks him and he's pummeled her to death with a, with a broken sink. Yeah, on, on the, the needle. Do you remember the needle? Yeah. Yes. It's just like she's just constantly stabbing him with a needle in the eye and in the hand yeah. and everything else. And it's just, wow, barbaric. It's just barbaric. This film is relentless at certain points. Mm. Um, and like I said, cause you, you, it builds up to David. You, mm. you, 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 you think David is going to be the Ash character. Yeah. They keep setting him up to be the Ash character. Because like, the concept is exactly the same. Like He's brought his girlfriend, there's his other couple, mm. um, uh, Eric and... Was it? Yeah, you got um, Eric and Olivia, and then Maya, who's the focal point, which is, you know, they're trying to, like you said, they're trying to address the, the five. Mm. And so I went watching this the first time thinking, oh, David's going to be the Ash character. Like, that's... Mm. Well, like, you know, Maya's on the front cover, but then... So was, you know, it was a woman on the front of the Yeah, it was, yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's what they're going with. Yeah, that's not what happens at the end of this film. <laughs> no, no. It's completely twists. It's it like, totally, whoa. Totally, yeah. What's going on here um, then? You it, know? It, and I love that it does that. Mm. Like, say, what, what happens to him? I can't what happens to him. Because he buries her, doesn't he? Because he's like, he reads, there are certain things they have to do. Yeah, I've got to watch so it last he, night. What, happened, what yeah. does happen to him? I can't remember. He buries her. Yeah. He buries Mia. Because he's like, if she, she's buried... And then you know it completes this ritual that prevents the the demon or whatever. And then he decides to try and bring her back to life. That's the thing. So like, if she dies soon, quick enough, it will leave her, and then he can bring her back to life and they can escape. Hmm. But then he's he gets killed. Um, and I know oh, he goes back in the house to grab their things and possessed Eric. That's oh, the, the, it's, 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 it's the explosion. Yeah. He shoots the um, he shoots the. The petrol can or whatever it he is, because he yeah. go, he goes to torch the house, yeah, and then he gets attacked by that person. He shoots it, and then it all she, blows, it all up. blows up, and she's left, and she's left alone. Outside. And you're like, yeah, right. They just killed off the lead character. What's going yeah, on? That, that I was watching and being like, oh, and so she, yeah, she's then out on the out on the lawn, mm. um, and I'm like, because here you watch it and you go, is, is that the end? Yeah, it's a bit of a. Have they resolved the ending? Yeah. And then she falls to me and it starts to rain blood. Mm. <laughs> and I, I, oh, no. Yeah. Wait a minute. There's more to go. Um, and I, that's what I love about this film. Like, it does. It keeps twisting the knife. Like I said, yeah. there's no let-up at all in this film. It, it, and I think it it mirrors the pace of that first one. Yeah. Like, they could have sat back. You, you mentioned other films, you know, like uh, Cabin Fever and uh, even like Cabin in the Woods. There must have been. I think Cabin in the Woods came after, actually. But like, there must have been that moment when they're like, "This is too." You know, I'm sure they got studio notes when they're like, it's "Too much, pull back." There needs to be some humour. Why don't I get to see boobs? Why don't I get this? Like, there must have been that. Like, it's not that film. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. It is. It is a. It is again. It is a gore fest. Yeah, it is. And it's there's great elements of, of scariness to it. Mm-hmm. The bit when Maya is going through the. Um, the recess, the, the rat run, yeah. and the knife is coming through the wall, 
and she's trying to get out, you know, and stuff like that, and it, ca- it catches her twice. Yeah. And you think, Jesus Christ, that's scary shit, that is. So scary. Yeah. And you can kind of, then then you start thinking, what would I do? Yeah. What would I do? Maybe, I'd, maybe if it's coming closer, I'd wait till it goes out, then I'd run that way. You know. I think I'd just give up and realize, stop, yeah, just, stop not, bullying me. It, it could do, she could do anything to me, just, <laughs> just don't let me watch. Um, one of the things I was most impressed by in this, though, is yeah. they, they could have easily fallen into, like, Raimi-isms. Yeah. There could have been the, the and done all that kind of thing with the camera, and you know they could have done all the zaniness from two. And I bet you there was a push, but like, where's when where's Bruce Campbell appearing? This where's the cameo for Bruce Campbell? Yeah, you think you keep thinking there's going to be one, like a lawman at the end or something like that. What's going on here? Yeah, you know, sort of I'm totally like expecting like an end credit scene or something like you know post credit scene where it's like like a sheriff or something in terms of pick her up. It's not that. Well, has he ever made a comment about what he thinks of it? He liked it. He liked it, did he? Oh, he's more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, oh, okay. Um, I went back and actually had a look because when they were made Ash versus Evil Dead, there's an interview with him I read. Um, I forget the name of the website. I read it off. I read it, read it today, actually. And he was like, they were like, oh, what are your thoughts on like, the 2013? He was like, oh, it's fantastic. It's great fun. Like, yeah, he, he was all for it. He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, I don't own it. Mm. It's not my film. Like, the, the original trilogy is there. Go watch it. And we're now making this other thing. Yeah. And he was like, it's completely different. Like we did our thing, Sam did his thing. You know that thing is different, and it's great. Like you know, it's um, it's not a milestone film in the same way that the original one is. No, but only because it's. But it could be a standalone film. It it doesn't necessarily. See, to me, it's it's that is it an Evil Dead film, or is it just a? All right, let before you answer that. Mm. So, what makes an Evil Dead film? Hmm. What makes something Evil Dead? Because this has changed over time, hasn't it? Yeah, it's a very good question, actually. Bruce Campbell. Yeah. You know, you can't make an Evil Dead film without Bruce Campbell. Um, I think it's the way the Evil Dead franchise has defined itself as as comedy horror. It's adapted over time. Hasn't yeah, it? I mean, adapted over one film. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they set that tone. That's what he wanted, and that's where it's going. Well, there's elements of comedy in the first film, in a manner of speaking. Smaller elements, yeah. But there's, yeah, yeah, there's little bits. Yeah. Um, so you've got, you know, playing for laughs and stuff. And also as well is that it, Evil Dead doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm. And I think that the, the difference is in this film is that it's a very serious film. It is. You know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a proper horror film. Whereas I've never considered Evil Dead to be a proper horror film necessarily. It's not straight horror. No, it's not. It's a bit more complicated than that. Yeah. You know, it's a, fr- I, yeah. it's a friend with benefits. Yeah, you yes, know what I mean? it is. It is yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, your friend. It's a horror booty call. Yeah, it is a horror <laughs> booty call, you know, and, uh, and and it's a guilty pleasure, you know. It's, yeah. It's, it's one of those things. And I, so, yeah, I, I just think that this could have been a film that wasn't Evil Dead. You, you could have called this something else. Yeah. And I think, you know, people would be like, oh, it's clearly like The Evil Woods. Dead. Yeah, know, yeah, something like that. Um, it's not really until the end. I would say the last five minutes of this film, maybe slightly more, five to eight minutes of this film, is where you go, oh, that's where the zaniness is. Yeah. Like, up until that point, like, it's been brutal. Where she pulls her hand off underneath the bus. When she, yeah, the moment the chainsaw is in, introduced. Yeah, and like, she chops uh, the, here she, we go. Yeah, she <laughs> chops the demon's legs off. 
and then the car is flipped and then she loses her hand and she sort of like rams the stump in to, to help to guide it and then she puts it in the demon's face and chops the demon in half and then I'm like oh yeah that's <laughs> yeah that's the evil that's the then, nod that's the nod like that's the craziness but up until that point like it's it, it's a straight horror film it's, it, you know, it's even dr- it's quite dramatic at times obviously they're trying to deal with this idea of, of you know going cold turkey and stuff so it's dealing with those elements as well but also as well is that evil dead films don't have a full stop and this film kind of does have a full stop yeah i agree with that it, it needs to be there needs to be an open-ended and that's to an evil dead film that's a really good point actually like none mm. of the evil dead films or even the sit or the series like that's the any everything evil dead always leaves an open-ended like yeah you know. totally um even like both both endings of army of darkness mm. leaves that open end oh absolutely yeah um so yeah you're totally right there actually like that's the thing this film does sort of she sort of walks off doesn't she into the sort of yeah and like oh well this is going to take some explaining isn't it yeah and, she, and, and and she's probably going to bleed to death die of hypothermia yeah or blood loss <clears throat> you know her, her hand stops bleeding very very quickly if you notice did yeah. you notice that and also, as well, her arm is much bigger than the other arm. It's there's very few, old school. Yeah, there's a few moments on that. I do kind of like that though, because um, this also has that's not the that's not the only arm cutting moment in this film. No, there's the other girl with the uh, with the the meat carver that, that just about cuts turkey, let alone yeah. through a bone. You know, she's like, you did it through a, through her uh, bicep. Yeah, well. yeah, which is a tough old muscle yeah. to cut through, especially yeah. when you got. You know, cans like mine. I said, yeah, we get, yeah, beefcake. Beefcake, absolutely. Um, and the, but I like what I like about that sequence is, yeah, okay, so you kind of go, no, that's never going to happen with a car, but you know, you'd be hacked away that for fucking hours. Chainsaw makes a lot more sense yeah, in yeah. that moment. But the, I like the way she stands up and the arms hanging off and then slowly oh, falls that's, off. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> and she says to him, like, when the guys walk in, she's like, I feel a lot better now. Yeah. <laughs> and like, what were you feeling before? Yeah. It's like yeah, psycho bitch. Yeah. Psycho bitch. Yeah. Um, I like the way she's doing it though. And the... you got to hand it to her. Oh. Hey. Yeah. Um, I like the way when she's doing it. Then Maya, who's trapped in the cellar, mm. is going like, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. And she's like, no, don't do it. Um, but the hand, I, I was expecting the hand to come back into play. What? This is where like, I think you come to this film with expectations, because mm. yeah, when she when she's holding it, like she gets bitten, doesn't she? So the hand does much like an evil two. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm expecting it to start jerking around, and she's got to fight with her arm. Which well, she, she she does it, it does do the bit it of jerking. Slightly it? jerks yeah. as a bit of a nod, but then it's like oh, but if we cut it off, don't worry, it's not going to run around and then give you the finger. Like it's not. Yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not doing that <laughs> not film. Gonna, it's not going to beat you up in the kitchen. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's not that film. So the the, the thing is, like, if you were to, and this is one of the questions I was going to get to, if you were to give this to a younger person, if you were to take someone who said you've not seen the eighty one version. Mm. And give them this, I think they'd be quite impressed with. It. I think you know, you give this to a horror fan. It's a good film. Well, Gabriel watched it. Oh really? What was, so, was his thoughts? He loved it. He thought, but he loves gore. He thought it was yeah, a great yeah, gore yeah. fest. He has. He's seen. He's seen Evil Dead two, but he's not seen Evil Dead. Yeah. So he's got no grounds of comparison. And that's what I'm saying. So if you were to show him the first one, the original, mm. and he's like, I'm, I, I guarantee you there'd be an element of like, what's this? Yeah, rinky dink not, not as good as what's his rinky dink student film there'll be people that would go oh the remake's better because it's glossier and it's, mm. you know it's not got the silliness in but um but then the same could be true I mean the, the Friday the 13th remake is fantastic 
I love that. Well, this is... We'll get to this, actually, because we'll, we'll probably get to those others. Because mm. we'll get to this. Is, is it a worth... In fact, let's ask the question first. 2013, then. Because mm. we, you and I both had the same reaction when it was announced and when it was being made. Yeah. And I was a bit like... Uh, I saw it and I actually really enjoyed it. And I actually think I think it's a quality remake. Stands up as a, as a horror film in and of itself. Mm. It's a part of the franchise, as far mm. as I'm concerned. I've got it on Blu-ray. Like I like the film. What are your thoughts on it? Do you think it stands up? You know, no, I think I think it's a great film. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I think it's a great film. I think they were very clever in the way they made it. Because if they would have made a direct copy of the first yeah, yeah, film, yeah. you know, we'd be in an old, you know... We'd be in the same situation as when they did that bloody Psycho and and, and oh, they, the, the, Chris Van Sant. Yeah, yeah, and they've yeah. just filmed the entire thing again using yeah. the same shots as the first film. Well, yeah. what, what, why the fuck am I going to watch Vince Vaughn do this? Yeah, that is a weird. I can't don't understand it. I, I can guarantee you, then and again, we'll never cover the Psycho remake. It's yeah. a complete waste of time. But then you you know you kind of like you you kind of have to look at it and think to yourself, well, okay, if I was to remake the Evil Dead and have that big burden on my shoulders then then what would i do differently what, I, what 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 didn't work for me in evil dead and what will work for me now and also as well what, what am i capable of doing now that i wasn't wouldn't be capable of doing in 1981 you know 81 83 81 81 yeah so and that, i think that's so from a filmmaker's perspective and from a writer's perspective it's really interesting to me to see how they 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 moved the story along but didn't change didn't really change it too much. But then the twist, the whole twist in it was completely left field. I mean, I didn't see that come in at all. Mm. Not at all. I thought, okay, protagonist, hero. There we are. Yeah. You know, um, but, and then when they all went pear shape, I'm like, okay. I'm not sure if I liked that, though. See, I'm not oh, really? sure if I liked the, that. The, the, the finale sort of oh. turned around. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I still enjoyed the film. Mm. But I'm, I, I just think that maybe, you know, the whole Evil Dead thing is that the hero conquers all, you know. Yeah, good, yeah. good wins over evil, or does it? Mm. And that's the moral of the mm. Evil Dead. Whereas this film, it's like good, good becomes bad, becomes good, and wins. Yeah, there's no sort of moral sense to this, is there? They're all no. Say. It's, um... Everyone deserves to die in this film. <laughs> yeah. That's really. the thing. It's like, you know, she deserves to die because she's, she, in essence, she's a murderer because she's killed lots of people anyway when she was possessed. Yeah. So well, you say about you know again it's that it's that thing of um, you, they all deserve to die. You, in many of these films, like a slasher film or even like a Cabin in the Woods film, like take Cabin in the Woods is a great archetype of this. Like you set mm. up the tropes, you know, you got Jock and the brainy one and this and that. Mm. <clears throat> Fine, but this one sort of like just says, well, we're not doing that. But they're all slightly reprehensible. Like yeah. you find out that David abandoned his sister and his mom because he couldn't cope with his mother's getting ill and dying. Yeah. So you're like, all right, so he abandoned his family. Maya's turned to drugs, which is you know, not here or there. But you find out she's actually just not very nice to people. Like they, they tell you bits and pieces about her past, and she's like, yeah, she's lied to us and she's done this. Like mm. you know, she's so she like okay, well she's not a great person. Uh, David's girlfriend she's a whiny cow like she starts moaning about stuff and then eric's um just gets into the book and he starts moaning like he doesn't want to be there like none of them are positive no no they're all they're all shit we're gonna face this together and we're gonna yeah they're all yeah they're all horrible people Mm. not horrible but they're not 
They're not heroes. But, but then do you, does that make you not invest in them that much? That's the thing. That and, is the problem. And is that purposeful? Is that the, the director's intent is to make you not like... Because the thing is about the first film is that all the characters, you kind of like... You kind of like think, yeah, you just happened, happened a nice weekend. So, yeah, it's like, so anything happens to me, you're like, oh, it's a shame. Yeah, no, you do. You, know. you do carry that weight of the first film of... Yeah, you don't want anything to happen to them. No. You feel bad when it does. Yeah. And I kind of feel bad when they're in this one, but like less so. Because you do think, like, yeah, you're a bit of a dick. Mm. You know, I don't carry that connection with them. I do think it's purposeful. I think this film is supposed to at least challenge you on that front of being like, we're going to do some horrible things to these people. Mm. Are you going to feel bad for them when it does? Mm. Or are you going to be cheering? Like, you know, I think that's the sort of. Part of this film. The, 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 the problem is that it does have this unanswered question in itself, is because the demon at the beginning is burnt, she's still burnt, mm. and then the head is shot off. And at the end of the film, the way we kill the demons, we chop it in two. You're thinking, well, how many times do we have to kill this demon? So it's okay. Well, to, is it dead? It just yeah. sins. You have to kill the. You kill the. I take it as you kill the vessel. You know, you've got to kill the vessel in a certain mm. way. Okay. Because it, it sinks back into the earth, doesn't it? Like, you know. Yeah. So the next person that comes along, you could easily do a sequel to this. I thought they would have by now. I yeah, really I thought, thought they would have done Evil Dead, you know, Evil Dead Two mm. or something. Someone, you know, Maya is forced to go back to the cabin with the police or something, and then it all kicks off again. You know, but I don't know. Maybe that's what Evil Dead Rises is about. Evil Dead Rises. Say, I was going to ask about this. Evil Dead Rises is interesting because I'm not even sure if Bruce Campbell's in it. He hasn't confirmed. He hasn't confirmed anything. Sam Raimi's linked with it. Has he not directed it? I can't remember. Mm. And all I've seen is a poster. I don't even know if it was a fan poster. Oh, the city and the chainsaw. Yeah. I'm just going to go onto my phone, folks. This this makes good radio. I'll tell you that. Um, But yeah, no, I'm fast. It comes out this year. It's 2022. It's coming out this year. Yeah. And I am very excited for it. Let's have a look. But I, I honestly don't know... They've kept it a very, very closely guarded secret. So, Evil Dead no. Rises. Evil Dead Rise. Um, what I would say is, Bruce Campbell was in London middle of last year. Hmm. Um, and he, obviously it was noted he was with Sam Raimi, so the obviously intention was that he might have been doing um, uh, Doctor Strange 2, because Sam Raimi's directing that. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to have a cameo in that. Um, but there was also a suggestion that actually are they filming things for Evil Dead Rise in England and he's actually there for that. So Well, no, because according to IMDb, and uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty good source to go for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, it says here, um, filming locations, Auckland, New Zealand, New Zealand. Ah, so okay. in that case, forget that, knocks that in the head. And it says that, um, unlike the previous films set in the cabin in the woods, this one will be set in the city and the protagonist will not be Ashley Williams. Lily Sullivan starred in Picnic in Hanging Rock and also starred in uh, Samara Weaving, who, uh, and also starred Samara Weaving, who starred in Ash vs. Evil Dead. So it's two trivia things. So it looks like the protagonist is going to be a female, Lillian Sullivan, a very young girl. Mm. There's not a lot of people in here that I, I actually know, but there's a lot of young kids. There's one there, Nell Fisher and Tayo Wano. Yeah. So, so who's, the, who's, the, who's the weaving? What's it? 
Um, which was that? You oh. said there's someone quoted from Ash. I'm not sure. It's uh, it was a trivia thing. So, so is it because conti- I don't even know if this is a, is a separate thing or a continuation of the franchise or whatever. So, yeah, no, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with this franchise. So this uh, the director is Lee Cronin, mm. and Lee Cronin it looks like he's done a lot of horror. Uh, Billy and Chuck throughout time, Hole in the Ground, Ghost okay. Train. So he's done a lot of horror films. So he is quite known. Yeah, yeah. he's got his. For- uh, horror bona fides but i looking at his looking at his repertoire his rating isn't very good on um on its on his film choices yeah. and now as i sit here i'm a bit fearful <laughs> about the what it's going to be because yeah because i mean it's it needs to be it needs to be something more than what is on offer here well let's see i'm not going to pass judgment i don't know you know, we, we shall see. Having it in a city in a, in a high-rise building is interesting, but um, yeah, we shall see. So anyway, let's, let's circle back onto these remakes because this came mm. out. You know, and there'll be there'll be lots of remakes. That um, yeah, we went through a remake stage, didn't we? We went through yeah, a uh, horror remake in particular. You know, you had uh, you said you said mentioned Friday the Thirteenth, uh, which is actually all right. I've got it up there. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was in two thousand three. The Crazies. Um, oh, yes. Dawn yeah. of the, we started with like Dawn of the Dead, which was 2000. Which is a very good remake. It is. It's a very yeah, good yeah, remake. Yeah. Well, it's, it's possibly Zack Snyder's best film. Yeah, I'd say so. Definitely not Justice League, anyway. Yeah. Four hour. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it's all subject, folks. It's all yeah, subject. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's, yeah, but I think this is actually a really solid remake. Yeah. Um, you know, and as a way to start then and again, like this is a good example of, I think, like you say, it's. Close enough to the original for you to go, oh yeah, I see sort of what they're doing, but it's different enough that you're like, oh, it's not a, it's not just a take on it. Do you think that this was, um, do you think that the Ash versus Evil Dead came about because of the success of the film? Because it was a box office success. It was. This made money. Um, yes, I do. I think there was there was more in there was interest in it. I also think Ash versus Evil Dead came around came about because I think. I think this film proved to Sam Raimi that this thing still had legs. Um, I also think at that at that point Bruce Campbell had been doing burn notice, burn notice. Mm. so he was a known commodity, mm. and so they were a bit like, well, before you get too old, I think do it one more time. There's what, yeah, there's one more story mm. to be told with with Ash, um, and I think that, well, I think the TV series is fantastic. I think Ash oh, versus, great. Ash versus Evil Dead is phenomenal. And the cast of that is... Oh, great casting. It's awesome. It's such a good show. And it fits the genre so well. Mm. And what, they, what they've what they done with Ash vs. Evil Dead, I know it's not about that, this podcast, but what they've done with that, they've kept true to the original format. Yeah, and, yeah. And everything is very hammy. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's exactly what it needs to be. Which is my which is what was one of my fears about this film, is that, it, 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 you know, if it hasn't got the hamminess, is it going to be an Evil Dead film? But it worked. It worked very really well. It well. If they've gone too hammy, then you go, well, why not just bring Bruce Campbell back and just do Evil Dead 4? Like, mm. you know, it's got to be different, I think. And they gave it the allowance to do that. Yeah. Um, so I do think it was a success. Um, but yeah, any final thoughts then on the 2013 remake? Um, I think that I think that it's, it didn't need to be an Evil Dead film. That is, that is, I stand by this. I, mm. st- I still think, I think it's a very good film. I think it does 
it does the job very proud. It retails, it retails, uh, retells the uh, story of Evil Dead in its own way. So it's got its own little twist on it, its own little version of it. You know, it's like, like an alternative universe, if yeah. you like. Yeah. And and I like that and everything else. I just think that it's it's just poor a poor choice of uh, of film, really. Whereas this could have been a film. On its of its own, yeah. I mean, and influenced heavily by, same as Eli Roth's *Cabin in the Woods* is, mm. influenced a lot by um, uh, *Evil Dead*. But yeah. as a standalone film, I think it had yeah, its credence in it. I see, I see what you mean. Because um, if you think of the comparison between *Evil Dead* and this one, there's very few comparisons between this and the first film. Just the incantation, uh, you know, incantation, incantation of. Um, yeah, and the, the the cellar and mm. which which is used sparingly, and you know it's and even the dagger's not in it, is it? No, no, no dagger. Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The, um, well, there's a book. No, there is a book. It's got all the barbed wire around it, isn't it? And he yeah, cuts yeah, off yeah, the barbed yeah. wire, but that's really just brushed over. It's not the Necronomicon. It's not. It shows it, but I think it's bound in human flesh. But it's yeah. not the same thing. Um, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I think this is where they've gone for that. You know, like I said, this was going for that period of like the gritty remake, wasn't it? We're mm. going to do something, and we're going to do a gritty remake, uh, or like take it seriously. Not that they didn't the first time, but like you say, remove that horror, give it the budget. Um, I, I do like. I, I do agree with what you're saying, but I do feel it fits the franchise. Like you know, mm. it's in that sense of like, if I'm just taking the '81 version and this, which is what I did. I haven't watched. I haven't rewatched two or three or anything else. I just want to take these two things. Mm. For comparison, I feel it's a good uh, modernization. Yeah, we made this thirty-two years later. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, it feels like a modernization of that. Is it an Evil Dead film? Is a different question because I think the Evil Dead franchise became something very different. You know, yeah. that sort of. It's always, It's the same. Like you know, we say about Friday the Thirteenth. The Friday the Thirteenth remake is not a remake of Friday the Thirteenth. No, it's not. It's, it's a, a, a retelling of the same tale. It's a. It's a retelling of. A different time. Two onwards, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the first one, spoilers for a film that's 40 plus years old, isn't Jason, it's it, Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah. So this one, it's like, it's oh, summarized. we're going to that and we're going to go through the next week. Summarising the first like two minutes. Yeah, the first, first five minutes of the film is summarising Friday the 13th, part one. Yeah. And, um, yeah. We just want them to go with the mask, right? Bang, move on. Yeah, that's it. I, I like, I like, do yeah, like, yeah. I do like Friday the 13th. Anyway, um, but um, I think that you know, yeah, it's a good film. It does Evil Dead proud. I don't, I don't get me wrong. I just think it didn't need to be an Evil Dead film, mm-hmm. but it it did a good job of being an Evil Dead film at the same time, you know. But and uh, but I just think it it just. I think the only disappointing aspect of this film was the ending. I just think the ending was too clean. I know. I do agree with that. The payoff is not fab. No, this needed a shock end moment, much like the first one does. Or yeah. I see. I, I would have ended it differently. This is the way I would have ended it. And I thought about this last night. I was laying in bed mm. after watching it, and I was thinking, "What is it about that film that bugs me?" And it was the ending. And I thought, right, what I would have done. It's exactly what they did in Evil Dead. Just as a bit of a nod to Evil Dead. So this film has been pretty much ninety percent different from the Evil Dead. So what I would have done, I would have had Mia walk up, walk off, and then the camera come out of the out of the cabin straight towards her. She turns around, screams into the camera, 
So you have that evil entity coming that ex- I, I, I agree with that 100%. I totally agree, yeah. And then that's you, you'd have to have the noise. Credits. Yeah, you'd have to have the noise. Or, or, you, or you actually have to probably save that. It's a bit like... In fact, you, you're right. It's a bit like with Casino Royale. Hmm. The James Bond Casino Royale. Uh, the Daniel Craig one. When they they saved the Bond theme for the very end. Hmm. Yeah, the dead end, dead end. That was right at the end when he sort of like yeah, that's oh he's become Bond. Yeah, like you're right. Like you just say you could just have all this and saved it and ended with the and then had the camera blasting through things and hit her um, right at the end would have been a nice sort of like um, oh yeah we're going evil dead. A more modern day example. Mm. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm. So little nods to Ghostbusters all the way throughout it. Yeah. Oh, actually, little nods. Massive nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I love okay. that film, but still. Yeah. But there's subtle things like the books in yeah, Egon's. Yeah, and the car. No, yeah, 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 you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But then you don't have to bring in the other characters till right at the end. Yeah, yeah. And and that's where you did is then then you turn it back and then that's where your nod is at the right at the end of the film is the massive nod to mm. the originals, isn't it? With all all of them there. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's what he needed. That's got it. That's got it right. I love Afterlife. I, it's a, I do as well. It's fantastic. Absolutely film. wonderful film. I yeah. thought, to be honest, and um, and I think that it just needed that touch right at the end of that that to nod, tie it in, just to tie it in and go. I agree it's, with it's that. Still an Evil Dead film. I, I think that would have been great. I think that would have been a really suitable ending. Yeah. Um, for that, so I actually do. I, I fully agree with that. And I, I'm going to say something now, which is a bit controversial, but. Um, I do not want to see Evil Dead rise at this stage. We shall see. The trailer gets released. When the trailer gets released, I might change my mind, but, you know. Yeah, we shall see. But anyway, I think that's it. I think we've talked about Evil Dead. We've got some other, I think, really, I've got some interesting little uh, remakes I want to cover in Mm -hmm. the future. So if it's done Evil Dead. Um, I really want to do Red Dawn is another one I really want to do. Yeah. Um, I thought about It. I want to. I want to do that comp- comparison conversation. That's a big investment of time. That's a big there? investment of time, but that'll yeah. come later. I do want to go back and do Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I you agreed. Know, the the yeah, two thousand three yeah, Um Sticking with horror, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see, have the conversation for Friday the third, not Friday, Friday the thirteenth. Sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street. Interesting. Slightly different conversation. Yeah. Robocop. Yes. Okay. Um, some excellent. Some excellent films, actually. Yeah, that you, you're talking about here. Yeah, they all get some good remakes. Yeah, and, stuff, so and they both both have pros and cons. Both films. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so I think there's some that I want to have that conversation where it's like, um, oh, you know, that could be interesting. Then there's a couple of things when we get more confident with this. I might throw in later on. Uh, there was an Indian version. I think it was Indian version of Rambo. Really? Yeah, First Blood was no, made. I want to see that. Yeah, it looks ace. Well, there's, <laughs> to there, but be then fair. there's Evil Dead Trap. Which is what? What's that? Okay. Evil Dead Trap is a Korean horror film. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, cool. That's worth worth looking at, actually. It's, it's very good. Yeah. And extremely influenced. Yeah. And so there will be some of those, you know, like I say, we could probably talk about, like, you know, maybe do Godzilla sort of original versus 1990s version. Yeah, yeah. So there's loads of remakes I'm tempted to sort of, like, you know, we can we can drop into. Uh, Italian Job versus Italian Job. Total Recall. Total Recall, yes. Which is, which, is a, which is a very interesting sort of remake. Yeah. Um, Predator. Well, mm, no, hang on. Predator's interesting. Those are remakes. No, it's, it's, just, it's just, just continuation of story, isn't it? It's a generally terrible sequels. <laughs> really. History of bad films. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of remakes anyway. I do want to sort of see. Um, you know, some really odd ones like because True Lies is a remake of a French film. 
Okay. Um, that I've never seen. So I wouldn't mind seeing that. You know, then you can we could um, others like you know Yo Jimbo and and uh, for a, a fistful of dollars and those sorts of things. So, Die Hard and Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, your wife isn't. Ruth is not coming on to have that no, conversation. No, um, yes, we'll be. See, there's loads of remakes we could do. Well, Home um, Alone and Home Alone. Home Alone. I, I'm not. Oh, I know I'm how not, much you love that remake. Because <laughs> it, 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 it is a remake, isn't it? I don't know what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a raging dumpster fire, is what it is. If you oh, want, yeah. if you want him to review that, uh, then please, yeah. he's <laughs> right here. I, I, yeah, I'll tell you now. I hated that film to such an extent that I almost told my daughter you, off. So because she said so she enjoyed it, you ru- slapped her. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined in the podcast. You know that now. You've you've spoiled the Home Alone podcast. Yeah, we'll come to that one day. Yeah. Anyway, yes, we've got so many things to cover. So many sort of great remakes to cover. Oh, um, poltergeist, poltergeist. Oh, Poltergeist is an interesting one. Yeah, oh, I'm just thinking of things <clears> on top of my head. Last lesson left. Last lesson left. A lot of horror. Horror remakes sort of come yeah. around. I'm interested to have to look at that. Like, is that because that was one I look at. Like what, what genre is the is it the, the most sort of remakes in? Because there mm. are some um, like um, Dune and Dune. Dune, yeah, Dune and Dune. That'd be an interesting one. Mm. I've um, never seen either of them, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were um, Shane and Pale Rider, and there's a few, a few mm. more. So um, yeah, no, there'd, there'd be interesting ones to sort of to redo. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, in the next episode, so I think we'll, you know we'll finish there. But on the next episode, I'm going back to the Desert Island. I'm doing Desert Island comics. And uh, uh, Stevie Ray is joining me with his uh, three choices. I won't spoil it now. We're going to be from Harlem Heat. No, <laughs> that's amazing. No, it's not St- Stevie get, Ray. Can you get Booky Booker book T again? Booky T. No, yeah, but he's joining me to talk about comics, and one of them in particular I'm very very excited for. Uh, so that'll be in the next episode. We'll be talking about that. But ladies and gentlemen, if you really enjoy what we do. Jump on your podcast catcher, wherever you're listening to this, go into your reviews and leave a five-star review. It really helps us in so many ways. Uh, but also, we just like the feedback. Let us know what we're doing, if you enjoy it. Uh, and more than that, if you really, really like what we're doing, go check out our Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash 20CG Media. That's 20th Century Geek Media. We are 2CG Media. And we've got a weekly podcast on there. We're working our way through the Twilight Zone. We've got a monthly podcast where it's me giving my thoughts on random sort of pop culture things. And then a quarterly podcast where I speak to different creators and uh, all kinds of things. Everything from artists and, and writers to musicians and comedians have all come down there. So go and check that out. There'll be a link below on the podcast. Uh, but Mike, it's great to have you back into 20th Century Towers. Oh, Thank great. you for coming in to talk. I thought I was blacklisted. No, no, blacklisted. Brownlisted. Maybe. <laughs> 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 you know, just got to take you out. Yeah, you're sort of one of those. Got to make sure you're not a communist before you can come back in. Well, then people on the door, do you have outside your house, you know, outside of the towers? And, uh, and sort of, sorry, you're not on the list, you're not coming in. The you know who I am. The concierge up front. Yeah. I'm retro Mike. I'm Mad Mike. You know who I am. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're not coming in. <laughs> yeah, that's my wife's like, no. Yeah. Shut the door. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Mike. Thank you for coming on. And no ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. And uh, we shall talk to you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.